Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about um, face coverings. Face coverings? Like masks? Yeah, exactly like masks. You nailed it in one shot. Like metaphorical, physical, or... Yeah. What, like beauty masks? Not those ones. Then what was the attitude? Metaphysical? Yeah, metaphysical masks. You yeah. know, like how the world is... Uh, play and where all the actors now we're talking about that earlier so i'm surprised it came up now but uh, i'm really surprised that something we were talking about earlier came up on the show that's very strange it's, it's almost like we pre-planned this it's almost <laughs> like we pre-planned this and it's all complete it's all absolutely arbitrary are we putting on mask right now though oh nate we need to talk Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pappen. How's it going, Pappen? Yo, yo, I'm here and I'm ready to talk. How about you, Steve? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. I'm ready to talk. Are you making fun of me? No, I was copying you because that's the highest form of flattery. Am I a meme? I'm trying to flatter you, Nathan. It's very working. I'm glad. So today we're talking about masks. Nathan, you brought this topic up and said we should talk about it. So take the lead. So this is something that intrigues me. So it, it, it's a thing in media where we talk about masks and the masks we wear in everyday life. So for instance, when I go outside into public, I'm not just to me, I am alone. Like at work. So let's say I work in customer service. In a customer service kind of environment, I have a certain kind of persona, a mask. Uh, persona is probably the more accurate term, but mask is kind of a bit more, uh, you know, it's understandable still. But uh, I don't, I'm not acting as me myself. Uh, I have these certain confinements and things I do and don't do. And these things are not necessarily me. Someone who might be a, I think the standard example is uh, someone who's in customer service or let's say a model let's say, who's like, uh, they have to like act, like put a smile on and mm -hmm. that they do all this kind of stuff. And it's very kind of fake. And they feel like they have to put a mask on because they do. Because, you know, they're not always constantly smiling and trying to like pose and act beautiful. But when they're in the role of a model, they have to do that, or at least in these, these contexts, because that's kind of what the role has. And so they put on that mask. When you're with friends, you have a certain kind of mask for that. When you're with family, you might have a certain mask. If you have children, you have like your, your father mask or your mother mask that you put on to kind of uh, help facilitate that role. So it's, it's kind of more saying that we have different personalities in different contexts, which is kind of my argument. But another argument is that you're not being yourself, not being true, and you're putting on this kind of this, this covering to hide yeah. yourself. I feel like that's kind of a, a personal uh, thing that you need to decide for yourself if these all of these different aspects of who you are together make up who you are or if there's one true you and the rest are all fake mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I agree so like i'm more on your side with this because a lot of people will say that you shouldn't be covering any of who you are you should just have it all exposed people should accept you for who you are and you shouldn't have to uh hide edit or do anything to that degree but I don't think that's true because, you know, it's it's like we're very complex and who we are, I think it's very situational. 
Mm. Like I, I will act differently with someone who is a complete stranger than someone who is a good friend. Kind of like we talked about in the uh, perfect episode. Like, you know, I have a more of a sexual leaning in certain ways, but I'm not going to talk about sexual things with a complete stranger or a customer because that's not the context for it. Yeah. I know uh, somebody I work with actually listens to this show. Uh, we'll make up a name for her. We'll call her Katie. And Katie listens to the show and she keeps saying that she's understanding me better. But I, I just need to be be super clear. And I, I do my best to always be super transparent. I'm more than happy to, to tell you things that other people wouldn't because I think it's important that, that I'm honest with everybody else about who I am. But the, who I am on this show is meter. It's not me necessarily. It's a it's a version of me. It's an exaggerated form of me. But I wouldn't say that it's it's me. So listening to this show, you may get bits and pieces of who I am. But I don't think it's a good representation for who I am as a whole. Yeah, I think you could probably say the same of myself. Uh, you know, the me that's on here is a bit over exaggerated, a bit emphasized. Uh, I tend to be a bit. So I think in, if I'm alone, I'm far more analytical than I am even on the show. But in everyday life, I'm not very analytical. I mean, I might be on the inside, but on the outside, like I'm not going to have discussions about these like super niche, weird topics and go super in depth like that. Like, cause it, it's just not how the everyday context works. It works for this context here for the show. And I kind of use it as an opportunity to explore these different kind of regions. And you know, this show is primarily improv. Like we're not like, we kind of like maybe have a subject plan, but we don't really talk about it. We just kind of come up with things. And I think the trolling aspect kind of comes up a bit more here mm-hmm. on the show. That's a kind of bit of a mask we have. But it's also just kind of fun to troll each other, try to get each other to laugh. I consider it less trolling and more making jokes, having fun. That's that's pro- my what I consider my primary job on this show is to make jokes. Um, and, of course, to, to keep the conversation moving and to say a smart thing once in a while so we can actually nail that hashtag smart comedy. But I, I, I'm always trying to make jokes and, and f- see things in a different way. Uh, and we've talked about that a lot, how much I appreciate when people can think in a different way than, than what's expected. And I think that that comes across a lot in masks. It, it, using the term masks is definitely implying that there's something truly hidden, that the, the truth is hidden and what's on in front is a complete facade but how much of the mask is a mirror of what's beneath it's a good question and i think some of the stuff that's kind of hard to gauge is um how much of this is reaction in reaction to the context that we're in or the environment so going with our examples sometimes we have discussions and disagreements now these are things we may not actually care about too too much, but we're having a talk, you know, it's a conversation. We we want to have a fun conversation about it, so we kind of go super in depth into super things that you know, really don't matter too much, but you know we make them matter, mm-hmm. and maybe we actually do care about them to some degree, mm-hmm. like point dancing, but uh, we you know we kind of overemphasize it. Now perhaps our innards. Innards, that's in brains. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perhaps those are somewhat in line with those natural inclinations we take on the show, but maybe they're not. So maybe there's a direct reference there. Maybe there's not. Maybe maybe the point that we have is just making a fun conversation or having a good time. It doesn't really matter what we do so much as what we can contribute to the podcast and kind of the conversation we can have. Mm. Well, I think one of my favorite 
masks as a representation of of something like the mask itself is so it's deep in and of itself is a clown what are what are your thoughts on clowns nathan just in the concept of a clown pretty weird i mean so the clown is someone who puts on makeup and like a funny nose a lot of times like essentially they're non-human in their kind of depiction but they're humanoid right but they aren't necessarily like it's not like oh yeah that's a person i mean you'll say yeah that's a person you kind of know but what i'm I'm trying to say is they try to make themselves look non-human like uh i'm not sure if that point is like super well argued right there but they're trying to distance themselves from the appearance of humans you know large extent you know not to such an extent where they was like that's a eight-legged spider right there Mm. but what about the metaphor behind uh, a clown so the metaphor is i'm not sure what the metaphor is i mean the clown usually tries to be funny but then Mm. it can be taken darkly too so the clown has the painted on smile and and the whole face is painted on it's a it's a visage meant for not their own entertainment but the entertainment of others and the painted on smile is the the forced relationship between entertainer and entertainee. So the the perspective I see it from is an entertainer has to put on a fake smile and has mm-hmm. to to dance around and do do crazy little things and and entertain. And that smile is permanent. There's you can't take it off when you're a clown. Mm-hmm. And that's the 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 plight of the clown is that they're forced to entertain. I see. They're, I see. It's it's a mask of happiness. Mm-hmm. And the mask, you know, the outside mask is not even necessarily related to the inner states of the person because it's just kind of there. And and I think that's where it comes across of the sad clown being so prolific that in the fact that the whole point of a clown is is this painted on visage of happiness. So a sad clown is deriving entertainment from somebody else's sadness. I think that that is in and of itself is a huge uh, representation of the entertainment world and how you can... You can take entertainment, which is a clown, and and you can take the sad part of that and still derive entertainment from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In in a in a rather perverse way, if you will. Yeah, that's very interesting. It, it's it's a concept that's been well explored, but I still haven't thought about it very much. So that's definitely intriguing. Uh, what's also kind of intriguing is the mask that we put on other people. Mm. And uh, are you done with clowns? Yeah. Well, hey, is a. So you take a clown and it's got like a red face and uh, or a white face, red hair, red nose. If you take the uh, inverse of a clown, is that offensive? Is that blackface? Yeah, good. I don't know where to go with this. What were you saying? <laughs> I just want to talk about blackface for a second. <laughs> it's, it's, it's now black, we've covered that on the show. It's blackface a mask. Is black is blackface a mask? There was actually uh, Joe Rogan on his podcast. He was talking about uh, bodybuilders and how they get spray tans. So I'm not sure if you've seen this, but they get like super spray tan, like way, way too much. Yeah. And and the reason why is because uh, if you're a bodybuilder, like the darker your skin is, like the more your muscles show because there's contrast. If you're like super, super pale, like there's no dark shadows to outline your muscles. So even if you're like, even the you know, biggest guy there. They won't see your muscles as much, so they all get spray tans. But the weird thing is, uh, some people get spray tans so much that they look like kind of black, and but no one considers that blackface. Mm. So you can tan as much as you want because that's the 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 melatonin, the real way you're supposed to get tans, and well, that's what makes black people black. 
but they so what they're doing is not some of them are doing real tanning a lot of them are mm-hmm. but they're also doing the, like the, the spray tans that's the main thing because so that's like painting yeah it's painting yourself yeah so they're essentially painting themselves black mm-hmm. so the argument is why isn't that blackface because it makes your muscles look cool and because no one wants to say, hey, you in blackface to some guy who's fucking jacked out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. I, I think it's because this goes back to our uh, last episode where we talk about kind of intentions and morality. So in the case of someone who's doing blackface, they're trying to do blackface. Their goal is to look like a black person. Mm-hmm. And like Ted Danson. Did Ted Danson do that? Ted Danson did that once. Yeah. While he was dating Whoopi Goldberg. That's funny. Yeah, and and Whoopi Goldberg came out and was like, "No, that's funny. It's real. It's funny. Like he can do that." Mm-hmm. So a lot of people felt justified in the fact that he did blackface because Whoopi said it was okay. I see. I see. Um, so bodybuilders are not doing it in that context. They're doing it just to make their muscles look kind of more defined, mm-hmm. and they're using just kind of the natural things with physics. So it's not seen as it's physics. Okay, physics. So the, so the physics is. If you have uh, shadows, you know, shadows on darker skin or darker mm-hmm. colors, those shadows appear darker. If you have those same shadows of the same magnitude on lighter skin, it appears lighter. So that's more of a physical thing. Maybe it has to do with our eyes as well. But what about people who can who like do their makeup to make them look different than they are? What was the question? Is that? Uh, it, what do you think of that? What do you think about people who are really good with makeup and can make their faces look like completely different faces? I mean, they can do what they want. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's an issue with it necessarily. Okay. Uh, do you like it? Uh, well, it depends on what do you mean. Do I like it? Do I like it for like entertainment purposes? Yes. Okay. So entertainment purposes, or so. I'm, which one are you talking about? I'm think I'm thinking you're talking about like the ones where people like. Uh, there's these videos online where like they'll like do the whole thing and they go from like looking one way to like a supermodel or like a whole celebrity. Okay. There's a guy who does it with like uh, Jack Sparrow. He goes from like looking as look normal and then he turns himself into Jack Sparrow with his makeup. That's pretty cool. And some girls do like these kind of crazy predator kind of uh, like to make themselves look aliens and all these kind of weird things. So that, that's not what you're talking about? Sure. Okay. So that's entertainment there. Okay. Uh, if you're just talking about like super like good makeup out in everyday life, mm-hmm. you know, they can do what they want. Do you think everybody should have super good? Would you be happier if every, every girl had super good makeup that made them look hot? Well, I don't really like makeup that much. No, no. What if you don't realize that it's makeup? Cause it's so good. I mean, that's fine. So everybody was like a 10. I Would mean, that make you happier? I guess. I mean, so you'd be happier in a world full of masks. Maybe. Okay. I, I don't know. I'd have to be in that world first. No, you can use your fucking imagination, Nathan. So this is my issue with makeup. And so my current girlfriend, she does not wear makeup. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I guess she does occasionally, but she really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girl I dated before that, she didn't wear makeup. The girl before that, though, she was very much into makeup. Mm-hmm. And then half the time, so I'd like, kiss her on the cheek or just kiss her like anywhere. I'd have like these giant like smudges of like cover up all over my lips. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not such a fan. Now, makeup can make people look a lot better or a lot different. And I can't say that, uh, or I can't not say that they look more attractive a lot of times without makeup. But it also depends on how well done it is because there's been a lot of girls I've seen who look, you know, they wear a lot of makeup and they look very good if you're 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. But then when you get close up to them, it's just like you see like a, like a, 
like like a desert essentially across their face yeah or if they're not very good at matching up with their skin color and then they have like a white clown face and then the second it gets to their neck it's like a completely different color yeah 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 girls you gotta get your shit together yeah boys too you know what get your shit together like with what like just learn how to do makeup if you're gonna do makeup fucking do it right Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Otherwise, don't even bother because it makes you look way worse. Hey, it's Chris from the Vinyl Loft, the Upper Valley's all vinyl podcast, spinning over seven decades of great music on a format that has refused to die. We spin nothing but vinyl, classic rock, alternative, heavy metal, and much, much more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram, and we are proud to be on podcastnh.com. And let's get into something a little bit controversial here. So maybe oh, this is okay. not too controversial. Well, we just talked about blackface, so I'm excited where you're going. So th- this isn't like too much of a thing. We covered it a little bit when with one episode, but uh, so th- this this is my joke. I'm gonna make the joke again. Oh, okay. It's a joke and it's controversial. Uh, okay. So someone who is let's say they're born male and they identify as female. Let's say they transition into being a female, uh, be it with the way they dress, maybe surgery, you know, whatever methods, uh, uh, testosterone uh, therapy. So let's say they do that. And so you would not say, at least if, you, at least if you're being politically correct, that uh, that person is male. You might say they're born male, but you'd say they're female. This person is dressed female, correct? Right? No. No. Okay, I can't get to that joke then. But go on. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yes, yes, there we go. So that person, you'd say is female. Okay. Now, on the other hand, there's what's known as cross-dressers. And let's just talk about male cross-dressers. So cross-dressers are men who dress up as women. But they don't want to be perceived as female necessarily because with someone who is transsexual, they want to be, you know, say male or female, they want to be perceived as being female. But someone who is male cross-dressing they want to be perceived as a man dressing up as a woman okay i'm waiting for the joke so the joke is i want to for halloween to dress up as a girl and when people ask me oh nate are you dressed up as a girl i'm gonna say no i'm dressed up as a man dressed up as a woman okay that's a joke oh that's a joke yep so the joke is that person's confusion for a couple seconds Okay, sounds like a very Nathan joke. It's, it's a very Nathan joke. The whole the whole reason for me just choosing that is just to confuse people for like five seconds. I'm like, well, what do you mean? No, I'm not dressed up as a woman. I'm dressed up as a man who dresses up as a woman. I eat a cross dresser. Okay, and that's something that they wouldn't inherently get. No, it, it's it's a very subtle distinction, but it's a like a very proper distinction to make. Okay, it's very technical. To- what a technical proper joke. <laughs> You know, my favorite part about jokes is when you have to explain them to people. <laughs> this joke is all about explanation. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to Pepin Explains Jokes. Here we go. We're going to break down this joke one transsexual at a time. So, well, the joke wouldn't be like, uh, this is like a very personal joke. And maybe this goes into masks because I think an inner part of me is a troll. Mm-hmm. And I think some, part, some of the masks I wear are... To avoid that trollish nature, but then some of the masks I do wear also are to enhance that. Mm-hmm. So especially I'm, your troll mask, my troll mask. So I, I enjoy being on this podcast because I can utilize my troll mask without feeling bad. Mm. And I have I, these ideas uh, 
which I think are pretty hilarious that I do, but only I find them funny. Mm-hmm. But, so so sometimes I find them funny, but they got to be a little funnier than that last one. So what's funny about that is not necessarily the, the explanation behind it. It's would be it'd be me actually doing that. If you saw me just cross dressed, you'd be like, "What the heck, Nate?" And if I did that, like, and it was all just for the joke, that's kind of funny. If I saw you cross dress, I'd probably just judge you and tell you how I felt about what you were wearing. And judge me for cross dressing? No, I'm going to judge your ability to cross dress. Ah. So I'm going to say, "Wow, you really pull off that blouse well." Okay. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Or, Nate, you need to get your shit together. Mm, I need to like do my makeup better. Like get your makeup on point. And speaking of points, I think we're at the point where we should break into part two because this conversation is getting kind of long. So next week, part two of Mass, only on We Need to Talk because, you know, this, this is the podcast we're doing. I mean, I guess other podcasts might cover that subject. But anyway, part two next week, twitter.com slash WNTT1, facebook.com slash We Need to Talk Show, Patreon, you had share podcast of NH, what am I even saying? Podcastnh.com. Check it out. Hi, this is Joe from the No Sitting on the Sideline Dan podcast, the podcast about a journey of discovery we're trying to figure out what are we supposed to do in this world. You can find this podcast and many more podcasts like this over at podcastnh.com. And also you can find this podcast on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.